upon a star. Now we want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Disneyland. Just go to Action Park, there's no other park like it. Six Flags Great Adventure. It's not a world away. Paramount's Kings Island. We will officially open Universal Studios Florida. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. Now, here is your host. Welcome to the Defunct Land Podcast. My name is Kevin Perger. Today we have a very special episode, as I say at the beginning of every episode, because they're all special. But here are two very special people because they pay me money and help me make Defunct Land. We have Bleeker and Noah Randall. Um, R- Noah, did I say your last name right? You did, yes. Okay, I, I didn't think I messed it up, <laughs> but this was the first time I said it out loud, and I really didn't want to mess it up uh, live on the air. So, Bleeker has been with us for a very long time, and he is an executive producer on the show, as well as the ambassador to Patreon Relations, um, a very official title. And he helps work with the Patreon, and he, uh, him and I go back and forth on ideas for episodes, and we do a whole bunch of stuff together. And he's been really great and supported me since the beginning. Um, so thank you, Bleeker. Late to the game is Noah Randall, who just decided to show up um, for whatever reason. And she's been helping me. What, what, why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so Noah I just. I can't keep the straight face. <laughs> Noah, Noah just tried to, to swoop in, and she decided that she wanted to be an executive producer as well as help write the episodes. She wrote The Fantastic World of Hanna Barbera, that wonderful episode, minus the conclusion that really tied the whole thing together. That was all me. Um, but I decided she deserved sole writer credit on that one. And. Yeah, so she's been really great, and she's helping write episodes for season two. And they are on today to do a couple things. We are going to talk about the future of Defunct Land. Um, Defunct Land is a really special project um, that was invented in Indonesia in the year 1874. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's really hard to talk about the future of Defunct Land without sounding really pretentious and making it sound like it's a whole thing. But let's just get past the fact that this is a silly YouTube series about amusement park rides and... We, we all agreed, didn't we, Bleeker, um, to we're businessmen today. Isn't that right? We are men experiencing business in real time. Yes, live on air. So watch it, Noah. Um, we are, <laughs> yeah, uh, we are going to discuss everything defunct land. We are going to be very serious and we are going to talk about the future because you have a lot of questions. We went on the. I went on my Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash defunctland. Shameless plug. You can find the Facebook page there. Give that a like as well as rate it five stars. And then go ahead and look at the pinned post. That will take you to the Defunctland member group. And I will approve that membership. And you can ask questions such as these. <gasps> okay. Breathe. Yep, Breathe. I'm good. I'm good. All okay. Right. All right. Being serious and business-like is hard. What was I about to say? Oh, we asked the, we did an AMA and said, ask anything about Defunct Land that you're wondering. Any of the projects that I've laid out that you want to know about. The podcast, the season, the, the, the main episodes, the minisodes, the, uh, the, the book that I'm writing, the, the VR project that, it did, that no longer exists. I'm just kidding, it still exists. And it's going very well, but we're going to talk about that. So I was going to split this up into sections, but that never works. So let's just go at it. Um, we're going to go straight down that AMA list. But first, Bleeker, Noah, do you have any questions for me about anything? I know we talk a lot, but pretend like, what's the first question that comes to your mind? I actually I actually have one. Um, I know I sink a ridiculous amount of hours into writing and research. This just sounds like, like you're shameless plugging yourself. All yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty great. Um, no. So for the average uh, Defunct Land video, like the... 12-ish minute episodes how many hours do you spend uh producing and getting everything set up for it to be uploaded well it varies for sure um if, it, if i have someone else write it so the fantastic world video i got done one day i did that entire video in one day that does not sound um very like i what then you, you ask yourself why am i not doing a video every single day that's because I only had one day of the week to work on this because this is not my full-time job. Unfortunately, I'm not a vlogger, so I or I'm not a famous YouTube star, so I do not get the ultimate perks of being a millionaire. I, this is not my full-time job. 
but I do, uh, if you would like to support my full-time adventure, please, you know, uh, get on the Patreon, and maybe you can be on the podcast too. I mean, Noah's here, so there's really not too much, uh, there's not really that high of a standard, to be honest. The bar is so, so low. Okay, that's my last, that's (laughs) my last burn at Noah. She's really mean to me behind (laughs) the scenes, I'd like to point out. I'm not just picking on her. She's just mean to me. This is is how the dynamic works. Right, but this isn't my full-time stuff, so I'm trying to think, uh... So, let's the I'll, I'll tell you the two worst experiences I've had producing episodes. That'll be fun, right? Um, I had to stay t- up till five in the morning one night, working on America Sings. Because if you remember back to July, uh, July third, Twenty Thousand Leagues Part Two was released, and the next day was July fourth, and I wanted to get America Sings out the next day, but I hadn't started on it yet. So I spent the entire day and night researching putting together videos and just trying to get that video done and I did and it turned out fine I wish I could go back and add some stuff and take out some stuff but um that was a horrible experience having to try to do that so quickly another the other worst experience I had was the drop and fire video because that one was ended up being 21 minutes long partly due because I just threw a bunch of commercials in there and I'm a sucker for commercials I love them I don't know if anybody else loves them uh, Bleaker, Noah, do you do you all love the commercials, the just the old retro commercials I put in them, or are you just like get back to the video? No, I'm I'm definitely a sucker for commercials, especially especially the cheesy ones. I feel an emotional connection to that weird Universal old guy who seems to like narrate everything. <laughs> I know, <laughs> he's actually dead. Oh, oh. okay. Well, aren't you just a ray of sunshine? <laughs> yeah, no, I looked it up the other day. I was like, you know who would be a hilarious, fantastic guy to have on the podcast? That guy. No. He's I'm telling you, Bob Kerr. Oh, heaven. Well, now, well, it turns out he was a famous film television star, actually, and now he's unfortunately passed away. Rest his soul. But he does a fantastic job narrating those old VHSs from Universal Studios. Um, so, anyways, there's there's that. But the Dragon Fire video, I was insanely sick, and I had no time to work on the video, and I uploaded it during a fever dream. I don't remember uploading it. I, I, remember, I remember pressing upload, and I s- remember seeing the bar go, but I definitely don't remember hitting publish. I was, I was, so, I was very sick, and I was napping, and then I woke up, and I was napping. And I was wo- it was just not a good experience. Those were the two worst episodes I've done. Um... Any Bleaker, do you have any questions for me? Yes. What is your favorite Disney movie villain? Mm. I do the Aziz Ansari, the hockey team from Iceland, and the Mighty Ducks, too. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I love Scar, because he has the best song in The Lion King. Um, I like Hades, just because he's the sassiest Disney villain that they've ever created. I think James I Woods was definitely perfect for that role. Yeah, I think Noah. What do you think? Uh, it's mm, I'm gonna say uh, Facilier from Princess and the Frog. I think he's really underrated. Oh, all right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too bad. Oh, uh, yeah, nobody's what, perfect. What what about the what about the uh, that old guy from Up? Not the not the nice old guy, but the mean old guy. Oh, that <laughs> second oh. old guy. Yeah, he's he's underrated. What are we talking about? Let's get to the podcast. Um, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> well, here's what we're doing. So there's the questions. Uh, in case you wanted to know what the best, what I, how the production schedule goes, the answer is it varies wildly. But if I sat down for 24 hours, I can get a video done that I've already written before. Then the other answer is Scar from The Lion King. So hopefully those are your questions. Let's go to the Facebook questions. I want to hear what people want to know from me. And I want you two to read it to me very pretty please. Oh, let's see here. Scrolling through the Facebook, keeping it uh, business-like, I figure it would be best to take our first question from Mr. Uh, Joey Pancakes. <laughs> and uh, he inquires, do retired walk-around characters have a place in defunct land? Well, Dr. Pancakes, uh, yes. I-, I assume you have a PhD. They do. <laughs> I I know that you probably watched the top five extinct walk around characters video so they do have a place in defunct land we have yet to animate them into the virtual reality project if that is your question but we have all these wonderful characters that i want to walk around the park with you and i think that would be really fun because instead of having the 
uncanny valley experience where you see other you know sim guests walking around with you i'd rather you be walking around with the inhabitants of defunct land such as sam the eagle jaws the shark um dreamfinder the man there will be extinct walk around characters mac tonight has his own mcdonald's I, I guess i could talk about that a little bit um no i'll talk about it later we'll talk about it later. would um Seeing as though um, Captain EO is an extinct attraction, could Michael Jackson no be one of No way the... ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Ever. Fair. Because, Fair actually, they um, because there's too many other characters that we would animate before Michael Jackson. <laughs> you have Idy and Odie and Hooter and Major Domo and Minor Domo. Man, that's bringing back some memories. Oof, that Captain EO gamble was a huge one. You remember when I did a whole Captain EO month? Turns out people really did not care about that attraction as much as I thought they did. Well. <laughs> should have done a fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera month. <laughs> um, you know, I think we should have done a Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review month. Oh, yeah. I think that would have sure. been a... <laughs> I, had, I had plenty of stuff to talk about on it. I definitely wasn't trying... I was... That video, what was it, like nine minutes? I was this close to just taught like listing every song that ever appeared in that attraction but that but that's another thing when i'm writing these episodes and when i'm reviewing noah's scripts i um i delete anything that i find um not fun if so most of it m most of <laughs> yeah most of noah's scripts um no, but anything that i find boring so a lot of times i don't say track length because it's just a number and it's really hard to visualize that um, I'd rather show you a picture of the track layout, or uh, usually you can easily visualize the height of roller coasters, so that's pretty easy. And, uh, also, like track listings and stuff like that that I don't find at all compelling, I just I cut out of the scripts. So, to answer your question, yes, we have walk around characters in the Funk Lab. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Noah. All right, so I have a question from. Uh... Also, apologies if I butcher names. Um, I have a question from Michael DeCosimo, uh, who wants to know, uh, how can we find out what happened to um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and will that be on Defunct Land? No. Next. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. Kevin, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Please, background. Okay. So, actually, I'm writing a book, everybody. I talk about it on the Facebook group. Um but I'm, I'm writing a book. It's more of a passion project, and I really hope everyone would want to read it. It is just about Disney, so if you hate Disney, still read the book because you love me and you want me to succeed in life. Um, but it is about the Magic Kingdom specifically. So the book takes you on – it is the way that it was just – so I have two artists working on it, and they are fantastic. Um, the book is part adventure <laughs> fiction – um, part suggestions, and it's really just, it's the tour guide to the Magic Kingdom. It's everything you want to know as a Defunct Land fan on your trip to the Magic Kingdom. That means at every stop we talk about defunct um, attractions. So, for instance, before you even get in the gates, we talk about the defunct monorails, the purple and pink monorail. Don't look any of this up, by the way, because you're going to ruin the book. These are all spoilers. Um, we, uh, we talk about the defunct airlines of Disney in the book, something that I don't have a platform to talk about until we get to certain attractions. A lot of next season, season two, will not feature these attractions because they will be in the book, and I don't want to just, you know, copy from one to the other. So, so Delta, but the only real attractions that negates are Delta Dream Flight, if you had wings, if you could fly. Dream Flight, all of those are basically the same attraction. Well, two variations of the same attraction, and also the Timekeeper. And I really want to do a Timekeeper episode, so I might not be able to stop myself. But I, I have a soft spot for the Timekeeper. That's classic Robin Williams. Why does no one suggest that? Why does everybody care about Mr. Toad? No offense to this person. Thank you for watching. But why does everybody. And don't forget the great movie ride. Right, whatever. But why does everybody care? <laughs> like, the Timekeeper was amazing, right? Why does nobody care about it? Does nobody know about it? It could be because uh, people enjoy um, ride attractions more than show attractions. Although that theory could be blown out of the water if you look at the attendance for Captain EO upon opening day. It might be um, shifting audiences. Well, the reason that was was because they thought Michael Jackson was going to be there because they lied on the advertisement. I'm just kidding. I don't think they lied, but that everyone expected Michael Jackson to be there. If you watch, by the way, that opening documentary, of Ca the, there's, a, there's an entire documentary about the opening of Captain EO, and they had some other guy 
be like in place of Michael Jackson. He was he was really going for it. They must have paid him a lot of money and just told him, "Look, everyone's expecting Michael Jackson to come down that street with those aliens, but today it's you because he's not here. So you really got to go at it." And he, he, he props to this guy. He gives it his all. He sings a song that is not in Captain EO. It's not a Michael Jackson song, and he does it with Hooter and Idy and Odie, and he's just going at it, and it has nothing to do with anything. Um, but anyways, I think a lot of people thought Michael Jackson was going to be there. And also it was a big deal. You know, it was the most expensive movie ever made at the time for its length. But seriously, Timekeeper's awesome. Anyway, back to the book. This is what I'm, the book. Um, so <laughs> I talk about book. all of these defunct, I call them defunct land files in the book, whether that stays or not, I don't know. Um, but we go through, I take you on a tour throughout the Magic Kingdom and at every stop there's something defunct, we talk about it. Um, I, you have a little, like a mini defunct line episode, and I have an artist that's drawing uh, sketches and different things that relate to those defunct land files. And as you get, we even, these, there's a lot of books online. Have, have either of you picked up a book about Disney tips, what to do at Disney? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty much always the same thing. Go to the park early, do this, go hear this. Uh, during the parade, try to ride Space Mountain, those types of things, right? Blackout dates. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, what you won't find is some great tidbits like the passage I'm going to read you right now. Oh, boy. The most important thing about Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is also the most important thing about life. Winning. The max score on the ride is 999,999, which will put you in the level 7 classification galactic hero. This also means that you get a sticker. Here are my top four tips on how to get the top score. So basically, this part of the book, we are, I, I have now, I just told you the history of Dream Flight and all these attractions that used to be in Buzz Lightyear, and we are going to ride Buzz Lightyear, and we go through it, and we look at all of the remains, the what's still left of the old attractions, and at the same time, I'm also giving you great vacation tips. So if you are a Disney fan that already knows about these vacation tips, you're going to you're gonna say, okay, what, or no, sorry, if you're a Disney fan that already knows about the history, you're going to say whatever, but you've never heard my top four Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin tips. And should I read them now? Should I do that? Or did... Oh, please. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So these top four tips, you have never heard these before, Disney fans. These are You, you cannot give me a three-star Amazon review saying, okay, but I've heard it before. This is wholly original. Number one, hit every target. This might seem like a no-brainer, but a lot of guests actually forget to do this. Hitting every target will guarantee you reaching the high score. That's a good one. Um, two, imagine yourself shooting in slow motion. It is important while you are shooting the blasters during the ride to picture yourself in an action movie in slow motion. This ensures maximum accuracy as you are able to slow down the world. Another good tip. Have you ever tried this, Noah? Uh, no, I cannot say that I have. Have you ever gone Galactic <laughs> Hero? I'm, oh, I'm actually riding the ride for the first time next week. So, so I'll you're ooh. admitting that it's no coincidence that you did not get Galactic Hero in the past, and you've also not tried these tips, right? I clearly needed you, Kevin. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> another thing you can do when you ride it is, number three, dual wield. If you can swing it... <laughs> hold on. I, I, I'm muting my, I gotta mute my mic here. <laughs> no, don't mute your mic. Stay on. Do not mute it. Okay, okay, okay. And this, is, this is serious stuff. No, it's, yes. Very business. Very business. Very business. <laughs> number three, dual wield. If you can swing it, get a car to yourself. This allows you to dual wield, doubling your chances of getting that sticker and potentially getting your two stickers. It also looks very cool to dual wield the blasters. Number four, and this is probably the most unique and best tip. And um, I, I, when I was writing this, I actually rode the ride when I was thinking about this. And was, what would be the easiest way? And a lot of people try to tell you there's two targets in Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin that can get you, I believe it's uh, like 100,000 points maybe? Gets you a ton of points, right? So I'm trying to think, you know, what is some, what's an easier way than trying to find these targets? And it's very simple. Number four, bring a friend willing to jump off the ride, causing an emergency stop, buying you more time to hit those targets. <laughs> I'm being told by my legal team that I cannot include this as an actual suggestion, so don't do this. Wink. If you did this, the emergency stop would allow you plenty of time to hit every target multiple times, as the point system does not disable when the ride is stopped. Of course, this is purely hypothetical, and you shouldn't do this. Wink. So, that is a little passage from the Defunct Land Guide to the Magic Kingdom. And the book, 
uh, talks to you in second person, says do this, do this, and eventually I take you on a hairbrain scream. Hairbrain scream is that a, what? What am I trying to say? Hairbrain scheme. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> it takes you on an elaborate heist through the tunnels of Walt Disney World and through Out Walt Disney World, and it's all part of your wonderful vacation to the Magic Kingdom. So if you were at all. If you all at all enjoy defunct amusement park history, I would highly recommend picking it up if it ever comes out. Fingers crossed that this passion project plays out. Okay, I'm going to be done talking about the book. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is going to be in the book, and I've already written the passage on that. I've tr- I, t- I treated it like a defunct line episode. I just don't want to do it for a defunct line episode because I'm stepping on the ground of other YouTubers and what they can do with their niche. So we're all in the same niche of amusement park history and culture and pop culture, but I've contained that niche to extinct rides, and I'm expanding that a little bit here and there to just test it out, but I definitely don't want to step on other people's material the same way I wouldn't want Disney Dan to do a defunct amusement park ride series, Um, just because, you know, park ride history already almost does exactly what I do. Yesterworld and I do the same thing every now and then, and those 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 two are wonderful, all three of those people are wonderful, and they we talk a lot, and they're great people, and it's awesome. But uh, we don't want to be doing other each other's stuff because we each have our own niche. So the problem with doing Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is I'm stepping on other people's toes. Is that a good answer? Did I spend 20 minutes answering this question? Let me check as my beard. A, yep. As a huge fan of the ride, I think that suffices. Yes, I forgive you. Next question, Bleaker. Uh, all right. Um, ooh, let's dig in here. Been eyeing up this one. Um, this one comes from Alex, and I've been debating this for the last five minutes how to pronounce this, so I apologize because I'm about to butcher this. Uh, Rivera? Alex Rivera? Um, will Michael Eisner be attending the grand opening of Defunct Land? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. No. <laughs> is it that, it, uh, like, it, it was a good... In it, Alex's defense, it was a good Michael joke. Eisner did contribute half of, the, half of Defunct Land. He did, and I mean, no, it's a good joke. I mean, I appreciate the joke. I don't know how to answer it as a question, Bleaker. <laughs> should I have That's just fair. should I have just laughed? Yes, um, you should have just laughed. He's too busy managing soccer teams and cartoons about horses to care about Defunct Land podcast. All right. Or Defunct Land VR. But the grand opening I want to get, I think it'd be really cool if after we do the Patreon opening, we did a grand live Defunct Land opening and we got all the Disney vloggers on it you know uh tim tracker uh justin scarred um adam the woo i don't know any of these people but it would be really funny and cool if we had them do a pseudo vlog from defunct land vr the same way they go to around on two amusement parks what do you think of that idea is that good that sounds that sounds amazing (laughs) see this is the best part about noah and bleaker is i can say anything and they'll just say that's amazing that's awesome it's just, it's really great. I'll tell you what I actually think later. I'll tell you what I actually think later, but Don't for now. Don't do that, because you make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a Twitter full. You're going to, yeah, you're going to make me feel bad. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, I have a question from Stephen Williams, who asked, what made you decide to make the Defunct Land channel a reality? Was there a point where you decided if no one will, if you don't do it, no one will? There was a point where I decided this idea is too good and someone else is going to do this very soon. And I that very soon was three days before I came out with my episode. Um, because Park Ride History did Extraterrestrial three days before I did it. Because when I found Extraterrestrial, I was just... I, was a, I read the article from Brian Krosnick, who's a theme park tourist. I get a lot of my sources um, either from sources that he sourced or sources or him as a source. He's fantastic. Um, he does great work over at Theme Park Tourist. Highly recommend going to check out some of his articles. But I found this article and I was I was just thinking, wow, I've always loved Disney. I've always loved uh, these theme park histories. I would I would get on Wikipedia for hours and just look through every single one of these entries. And I just really loved the idea. I'm a huge fan of Bright Sun Films um, and their Abandoned series. And Same. Uh, they are they're really great. Um, Jake Williams uh, does a fantastic job. And I'm not saying thing, anything new. Um, they've, they've been around for a while and they're doing a great stuff. But I noticed that a lot of people on his channel, when he, he was doing abandoned Disney stuff, and people really responded well to the Disney stuff, and then he expanded to do any more things that are abandoned. And he got away from doing Disney stuff. And I thought, 
personally, the part that I find interesting about these videos are not the abandoned remains. And that's not to say that his niche does not love that, because they are all in it for those creepy photos of decayed things, right? That I mean, they, they love that. And I, I like that to a certain extent, but I found more interest in the ride mechanics or the, um, I mean, someone created a story. And so I thought, well, if he's going to be doing abandoned things, there has to be things that were never abandoned that were just closed down. And that's how I found extraterrestrial and all this other stuff. And I thought, this is fantastic. And so I have to, thanks to Bright Sun Films, uh, for I, he really inspired me to um, look into this and to, you know, use that kind of YouTube platform to talk about these in, in the short documentary form. So hats off to that entire team. I believe it's a team of people that do that, and but it's mainly Jake Williams. So um, he followed me on Twitter the other day, and I followed him back. So I, I'm, I'm in. I, th- I think I can direct message him now. I should to just say thank you, but... Um, yeah, so I, you don't want to seem like too much of a fangirl, though. You want to, you don't want to seem desperate. Why did you say fangirl? Oh, <laughs> you're fan, a fan, fan person, fan boy or person, but definitely not girl. <laughs> <laughs> fan boy is even more common. I don't know why you went to fangirl. Anyways, let's get off that. Oh, I go to fangirl either. Um, <laughs> it, uh, in, it, so that inspired me um and just my love for theme parks uh my origin story my superhero origin story was i was at walt disney world as a um when oh, i don't know 10 years ago maybe and they had a book called walt disney world then now and forever and in the book it had very small pictures of old attractions and it just it gave me a feeling that was just really odd that something was i was on an attraction and something used to be there like a ghost almost um so that's where that came from that's my superhero origin story um and that's what's and so that's what made the funk land a reality and that is why i am i have the privilege of lending my voice to all of your ears um all the time you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) my 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 head growth grew three times that day Oh god. Yes. Well, is there no response to that, Noah? I was just thinking about how this is why this is this is exactly why I mean to you to try and knock you down to a reasonable level of ego. As long as I'm continue to be sarcastic about my self-confidence. If I ever actually become self-confident, please bully me back down. Okay, can do. <laughs> I, I, I want a piece I, of this. I fully understand. <laughs> I want a piece of this. Let Even me at him. Kevin, I'm in. Let me at him. No, I, I so seriously, I understand that this is silly, but it's fun, so lay off. Next. <laughs> All right. I've been eyeing up this question for a little bit, and I think it's interesting. Jessica Bell asks, is there a particular attraction or park that you haven't covered on Defunct Land yet, but really want to, like possibly that abandoned Land of Oz park? Okay, so actually, the Land of Oz is funny, because if you type in Defunct Land on the internet on google and go to news the land of oz always comes up as a defunct space land um i don't know why i'm confused as to what it is i I need to look into it Uh, if it has a good story i'm i'm open to it what was the question again um is there a particular attraction or park that you haven't covered on defunct land yet but really want to i think that was the core question she was making a suggestion like possibly the land of oz park oh gotcha um an attraction that I really want to do, I guess, is the Timekeeper, but not enough people suggest it. So that that there's your meme, everybody. Uh, I I was told in my last uh, in the Mac Tonight video that I'm not allowed to force memes, um, but I'm going to anyways. Leave that to the experts. Yeah, the the me yeah leave it to the meme experts. But the real meme here is uh, please do Timekeeper from now on. Just comment that on the at bottom of every video. Next you should start a hashtag next so uh sam morton asks uh will you have rides or parks from outside the u.s in defunct land yes next season uh so we talk about seasons i guess um the reason i split defunct land into two seasons is for a couple reasons one i wanted to get some videos backlogged so i could uh, release them and work on other projects and try to make the videos better and revisit them before I release them instead of doing it in a fever dream at midnight. So the I so I, I think uh-huh. I, I think I'm doing a good job of that. Um, but so that's this this break has been nice. 
Um, season two, it's also because if I keep adding additions to Defunct Land, it's going to be very hard to discern them from as far as building a virtual reality park. So someone asked, is season one and season two going to be two separate parks? The answer is yes. We are going to build season one park. And oh my gosh, if we ever get to all past all 22 of those attractions in season two, I will be amazed. But yeah, they're going to be separate parks. We're going to build a themed park around season one first. So yeah, but next season we're going out of out of the out of the United States for a couple. So we're going on a world tour. Yay! It's the Kim Possible World Showcase Defunct Land Adventure. Throwing it back. That to, was so much fun. Uh, apparently, throwing it back to uh, Miguel, our fan favorite guest on episode two of the Defunct Land podcast. Uh, he's fantastic. I sh- we should get him back on. He worked at that attraction. I should just talk about that attraction just to have Miguel back. Who cares? Any excuse to have I, Miguel I would be back okay on. with that. Yeah, Miguel's great. All right, next. Stevenson Sullivan asks, what's your favorite current ride at Disney theme park? Or at a Disney theme park, I'm sorry. Hmm. This is hard. I feel like, I feel like theme park opens it up to across the board. If at, you want us At a theme park? At any theme park? At a Disney theme park. Okay. So, so uh, like Disney Sea, Tokyo. Um, yeah, I've never been there. Neither have I. Yeah, if I had that much money, I probably would be doing this full time. If I had that much backlogged money, um, best ride that I like the most. Um, I, Superstar I, limo. Superstar limo. Next, <laughs> um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Disneyland is awesome. Um, it used to be before. I don't like the additions of Pirates of the Caribbean the movie in it. Uh, it, it needs an update. I'll give it that, but it doesn't need that update. Um, Haunted Mansion is a class. Everybody loves Haunted Mansion, you know. Uh, Space Mountain scares me, so I can't really say that's my favorite. Does it really? It's so f- terrifying. I don't want. Uh, I don't want to get into this again. Um, I'm trying to think. I love rock and I love rock and roller coaster. I have a real soft spot for that ride. Um, that's a great ride. I love Expedition Everest. I think that's a fantastic themed ride. If Joe Rody's listening to this, fix the Yeti, Joe. Please. Oh my gosh! Please fix please the Yeti. <laughs> if yeah. I if I can like sidetrack with the Yeti, I just got back from my Disney trip and they like didn't even attempt to hide the fact that the Yeti was uh, static. At best, they had a flashing light on it, which yeah, they normally Yeti. do since it's in. But Yeti. um, what made it even worse is that there was like a whole bunch of light leaking into that particular part of the attraction. You could actually see the Yeti not moving completely eliminating even the disco yeti effect and it was uh, relatively disappointing oh, oh no please fix well the yeti. i'm glad i i'm glad i know that now that i'm going next week i'll, I'll set my bar even lower i've heard <laughs> i've i've I, I don't remember where i heard this but someone said they wrote it one time and there's two encounters with the yeti the first is the silhouette projection someone said that the first they saw that the silhouette projection had a microsoft windows error message on it one time oh which I don't know the validity of that, but that's pretty funny if it's true. I hope it's true. I do too. That's hilarious. That well, is kind I, of when I, I when I went to like Universal, that. everything was breaking down. Spider Man broke down. Um, King Kong broke down. It was uh, it was every Disney Just was like fine. The only thing I had at Disney weird was that the Mulan soundtrack started playing during Carousel of Progress, which I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> Really? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what happened. I, you know they used to do those old advertisements that was like, Disney World, it's all run by one computer. And they like go down to the Utilidors, and it, it'd be like one computer there. And it's like, if someone unplugs this, everything's going. And you're just like, what? Why would you do that? I think, I don't know. Something There must have been a few ones and zeros that got switched from Adventureland, and the Mulan, Mulan soundtrack started playing the Carousel Progress. I mean... I, I took a backstage tour at Disneyland, and I can attest to how outdated their 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 system is for music around the parks. So it doesn't it doesn't sound too out of the ordinary. Well, what I've go. been made aware from cast members, the entire thing's run off of like Alan Bradley PLC fives, which are really 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 old. It's actually and been... I just went full nerd there. I apologize. Yeah, in case any of you are not aware, which is all of you. Um, Bleaker really likes the technical aspects of rides. Like I'm not talking ride length or 
uh, show building size. I'm talking models of computers, internal computers used. Mm-hmm. He, he's a sucker for those. Um, that entire place is run off of Alan Bradley push buttons. I know him because I sold him. Not to Disney, but I sell them. There you go. And just in case you thought you were the biggest Disney nerd, you're not. Bleaker, because you be on mechanical Disney trivia. Where Hello. What, what are we doing? Questions. Um, Podcast. What was I going to talk about? Oh, for the book. Um, it's fun because the the book takes you on a little adventure through the Utilidors in one chapter. Um, and I have actual cast members that are fans of the show um, trying to figure out if the adventure is possible. So hopefully we will have a wholly accurate and plausible adventure for you to go on. Should you... Two cast members stopped me in my defunct land shirt and said they enjoyed it. Well, you should have said... That you should have said you were Kevin. They would not I have... I should have. They would not have known. I don't think I could pr- pass for a... Uh, wax, wax Museum, museum quality. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. There, uh, where's those AMA questions? Who is Kevin Perjurer? Does anybody about who I am? Um. Uh, are you Banksy from Vincent Barron? That's like yes, the... I am Banksy. Thank you. Um, uh, add I that, knew it. Add that to the Wikipedia Banksy page. Banksy also <laughs> talks about extinct amusement park rides on a channel called <laughs> Defunctland. Um, yeah. I'm going to refresh the screen here, see if we've got any more. Oh, I will got a few say, more likes. I will actually, no, I'm not going to say. I, no. I am a Wax Museum doll, Brad Pitt, and no one should there care who I actually am. You're all here for the content. You're not here for me. Trust me. I know this. I think somebody's trying to make that one a meme. Make what a meme? Uh, Are you ready? The... Yeah. Go. Hello? Okay. Okay. Defunct Land will have a particular mascot. Do you think it should even have one? No. Next. Um. Oh. I, wow. Well, there's no pinnacle oh. defunct. I don't know. I have a problem giving one the mascot. I like to think defunct land is a um is the afterlife for attraction based and pop culture characters, and so when they die, they they enter defunct land. Um, yeah, that's the lore. So there's no. I guess I guess God is the main character of heaven Oof, that's hard i guess i'm Stop. god i'm god then whatever i'm kevin Stop is comparing the... yourself to god i'm not comparing myself Stop. to god i'm using the analogy <laughs> and in the lower stakes not as important thing that is defunct land i am god oh okay okay yeah in in a much lower <laughs> stakes version i'm not comparing myself to god god is better good save yes that's a really new answer okay i'll take it (laughs) next oh let's see here (laughs) a lot of questions about particular attractions being covered um okay mascot can people take this ama as an opportunity to push their attraction ideas it's not as bad as this one would ah. expect. <laughs> not, not quite as bad, but here, I, I found... I, this one's interesting. Rachel Kays um, was asking, what's your plan for creating a VR experience for a show? Will you use actual footage of the shows, or will you animate the actors? Oof, good question. Um, so this is really difficult to answer, and this is way further along in the defunct land. We're, we're, right now, we're not working on any shows, I imagine you're talking about like Beetlejuice Graveyard Review, Ghostbusters, Spooktacular. The I have no idea. I think it would be really creepy to animate them, but I also feel like it wouldn't be that rewarding to have you watch a video. Um, so I don't know what the answer is about that. Let's talk about Defunct Land VR. Um, it's coming along very well, in my opinion. Um, and I'm going to throw it over to these two because they've seen some of it in a sec. Um, but if you want to see it right now, the Patreon, one of the Patreon perks, $5 or more, you get screenshots of some of it sent to you. And then if 
I mean, I'm not telling you to go pay for it. We're going to release it for free. I'm just saying that if you wanted me to, like, send you, like, actual picture updates, that's just, like, a perk that I give out to Patreon. And you're, they're not paying for the project. The project is completely free, and it's a preservation project, and it's completely not-for-profit. So it will be released free on YouTube as well as hopefully a download um, from the website because it's in Unreal Engine, which is a great platform that's free, um, which I'm sure a lot of you know about, especially gamers. Um, it looks really great um, in Unreal. And so I, I'm going to just talk about what the release plan is. I'm going to talk about what's going to hopefully happen within the next three months is we are going to release the first section of the park. So the park is split into various sections. And I, of course, accidentally exited out of this presentation I had, but I'm going to pull it up again. Here we go. So this is Defunct Land VR Phase 1, The Dark Zone. So we have, here are the sections of Defunct Land. We have Encounterland. We have the hub, which is the Sorcerer's Hat. We have the Dark Zone, we have Simulator Land, we have Party Island, we have Action Park, and we have Coaster Landing. So those are our 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6, I believe, sections not including the hub. Um, isn't that fun? So Simulator Land has, I, so out of the 22 attractions, here's where they all are. You, in the Dark Zone, Pretzel Dark Rides, 20,000 Leagues, America Sings, and Superstar Limo. On Party Island, Videopolis, Pleasure Island, Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. In Encounterland, Alien Encounter, Jaws, Confrontation, Ghostbusters Spooktacular. Um, Action Park, Self-Explanatory. Simulator Land, The Fantastic World of Hanna-Barbera, Body Wars, Back to the Future, Disaster, Captain EO. Um, Coaster Landing, Disaster Transport, Son of Beast, Drunken Fire. Uh, and then the walk-around characters throughout the park. So... Um, with that in mind, the first land that we, I can officially say, will be released is the Dark Zone. And that, again, comprises of Pretzel Dark Rides, 20,000 Leagues, America Sings, and Superstar Limo. This means that we are, we are pretending to be, we are being armchair Imagineers, actually more than armchair, because we're actually designing this. We are creating our own land based on these four Dark Rides. Um, right now, we have the exterior to America Sings just about done. We have the exterior to Superstar Limo just about done. Um, we have yet to start on the exterior to Pretzel Dark Rides, and we have yet to set on start on the exterior to 20,000 Leagues. Um, as far as interiors go, 20,000 Leagues is what we've been doing the majority of the work on. We have the interior to the sub. Um, we have the first three minutes with animatronics laid out, with textured. We have seaweed. We have, we have we, Bleaker, you have ridden the first three minutes on in 2D, right? Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you thought of it. And you saw it less updated than it is now. Yes, I believe I saw the original concept art before we could even ride through the attraction. Or we saw the original concept VR before we could even ride through it. I believe that got previewed at the very first patron meeting. Yeah. That was a, that was a very fun meeting anyways. Um, so it was actually very, very well done. The, the um, creators actually went so far as when you're riding through, you actually see fish moving seaweed moves um and, the track and is i think very we took well out done. the fish actually because that was not Did we take out the fish i ah. believe so because it was not uh consistent with the ride mm -hmm. and i think there was everything up until we got into the actual building from the one i rode yeah so it has we i mean we have the lobster and we're still working on a lot of it but we have a lot of these things done and so if you'd the like sea to, monster turned out really good. The sea monster, which we're not going to be able to show you when we release it because it's in the dark portion, and we're not going to get that far. So when we release it, hopefully you'll be able to ride the first three minutes, which means you get to see the exterior, which is the interior of the sub, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, Noah, you saw this today. I showed you the interior. Yeah, no, it looks fantastic. It's yeah, up on the patron. I, not um, on the patron. It's up on the Discord. Yes, but this is, again, This is we're not asking you to pay for this. We are releasing it free. We're just, the updates I put on the Discord on Patreon. Uh, Patreon. So, uh, that's, so we're going to hopefully get the first three minutes of that. Then after that, I want to start, so when we release it, hope, and also, and I forgot to mention, in this section of the Dark Zone is a McDonald's uh, Mac Tonight. Um, 
because that's why I need I needed a restaurant for this zone because you know amusement parks need restaurants and who, who better than the king of nighttime Mac tonight and so right now the concepts is the dark zone is from the outside it just looks like the woods so you walk into the woods and once you're in the entire because we have the ability to do whatever things that would cost so much money or be nearly impossible in real life the entire dark zone is actually inside of a show building and the show building is completely pitch black and it's all lit from the floor so there's nothing there's no light coming from the top it's all floor lit such That's as in awesome. re- such as in real life except for there's no stars it's it's, it's, as, it's as if you're walking on a on a plane with no you know uh with just the light coming up so america sings is going to be beautifully lit and then superstar limo uh, also going to be beautifully lit even though that's a crappy attraction um and so and then uh, and then twenty thousand leagues we're going to have you know light shining down so you can actually you know see within the uh, water uh but the water will be lit uh, and i think it's going to be really beautiful i i was you know contemplating does people do people want to see these rides during the day would it be okay to have them all at night you'll be able to see the other rides during the day i'm still you know mulling it over trying to think of what to do but i i really like the concept of the dark zone being actually dark and getting to see these rides at night because that's when they look really really cool um and so also thank you to all the designers if any of you are listening um and if if anyone wants to join uh these people are all working for free um and they're so talented uh, i can't even tell you what some of them do um, because one it's their personal information but the, the uh just the, the other projects that they work on are really cool it's really cool to have people that have other projects that if i told you what those projects were you would recognize a few of them and uh, just because th- that they but they love this attraction they love the, they love these attractions and it's so been so nice to have them help out um so the dark zone i have concept art being worked on right now hopefully that concept art um will be done within the next few weeks and i can put it on the facebook and twitter and all that good stuff and the reddit and uh we can see kind of what it's going to look at we're working on the layout we're working on how it all is going to work but we're going to release the dark zone and you'll hopefully be able to download it for a exe and play it in your oculus htc vibe 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 um all that stuff so i i personally am really happy with the progress considering we're doing it for free and it's only been what eight months since we started um not even is it even that no we started in july or something um, when was the when was even like the first it had yeah to be, it would have had to been in july because that's when we actually started Patreon. that was our first board meeting was in july so it wasn't too long right so we started yeah. in july so that's what six months and it is it's it's coming a long way and i the very high quality uh and unreal engine you know makes even a, a cube look really nice and real but even in the their own native programs these models look really really good just talk about what you've seen so far uh let's start with um uh noah because she has less because she hasn't been in a board meeting where i've logged out the big windows computer to show her what is on there yeah not yet uh primarily i've just seen the uh the exterior of the america sings building uh interior of the Twenty Thousand league sub and the exterior of superstar limo and uh, the, the the inside of the sub does look fantastic, but I want to give a shout out to whoever worked on the exterior of Superstar Limo because I did write that attraction opening year of California Adventure, and it kind of gave me flashbacks. So good job. <laughs> all right, a bleaker. Would you like to talk, say anything else? Yes. Um, I've seen all the concepts. I've seen a lot of these concepts come to fruition. And by the way, your head designer, the guy who you have helping you uh, manage all that, is doing an amazing job with all this. But I've actually seen these go from like 2Ds to uh, 3D to actually at this point, the image that we're looking at currently is a completely riveted colored interior of the sub. Like I'm picking out individual rivets in this in this uh, design, and it's it's absolutely incredible what these guys are doing. You actually feels like you are in the attraction itself and it, and it almost has a hyper realistic version of it it looks so Indeed. real that it i mean it almost looks fake and it's it's so cool i mean because well it is fake obviously 
we do not know. It's so this. fake it's real or it's so real it's fake. <laughs> it's so r- real it's it's so f- it real. looks real. It looks it lo- real. It, it looks, looks so real. I guess it looks so I guess it's just the uncanny valley cuz it looks so real. I got sent this earlier today. And I just looked at it for so long and I was I was amazed, just amazed. It it, it the le- the leather, you can see the texture of the leather. It's all there the leather seats and the it's red shiny. it's shiny and oh my gosh, this this existed and it's back. We did it. We brought it back. It's over. The show's over. We did it. We're done. I'm I'm retiring. I'm going Please no. I'm just kidding. We have another season and it's oh it's so good. The first episode, I'm so excited. Because it's not only is it an attraction everyone's really been looking forward to, um, it's an attraction you probably never thought I'd do, and it's an attraction that has a crossover to it. So it's going to be fun, but I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything because it's all about the suspense, even though no one probably cares that much. But I'm going to pretend I like do. Hey, when this, this so in the next, next week is another. Okay, so first off, I'm going to have Noah and Bleaker sign off. Real quick, Noah, thank you for writing episodes and being awesome and donating everything and joining this podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Yep. Bleaker, uh, as always, thank you for supporting me for so long since the beginning. Um, and yeah, everything. You've always been there and it's been, uh, you just, the, the amount of time you have been here more than Noah is just really sh- shown. <laughs> <laughs> How much shade like can we throw at Noah? I would like to formally resign. I would like to resign from Defunct Land officially. <laughs> as long as, as long as you don't delete the stuff on that doc you're working on. Uh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ble- Bleaker, I'll... thank you, Bleaker, thank you so much. Good evening, everybody. And let me tell you what's going on in the next few weeks before we get ready to go into season two. January season two will not start in January. We have another mini sode next Monday. We have another um we after that we have a 30 minute special episode which i'm really looking forward to that is um i have found a lot of footage after the fact people have sent me uh some extra footage extra commercials so if you really love those commercials i have 30 minutes of it i i in order starting at extraterrestrial going all the way to fantastic world of Hanna barbera although i didn't find oh no sorry going all the way to minisode 2 which will be released next week it's 30 minutes of all the footage that I couldn't fit in or all the footage that I didn't find and it's just really fun and it's a lot of cool stuff. Different angles of attractions, different lighting. just It's really good. Different announcement, announcements. I found some Superstar Limo stuff that I never thought I'd find. Um, there's, I found some Superstar Limo, the stuff that I hope I never find. Um, so yeah. And then um, after that, Season 2 trailer. Um, and I expect all of you to do those cliche Star Wars trailer reactions to it. Film yourself watching the season two trailer, and really uh, inflate my ego more than it already is. Until next time, thank you for listening, and thank you for visiting Defunct Land. Mm-hmm.